Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. Um, so let's get back to the conversation. There's two things that we talked about, which was one is the importance of somebody that can relate to you, right? Because that's super important. And then the other thing is, I want to talk to you about your emotional journey. Like, what are the stages that you went through? And, you know, we each go through different stages at different times. Like, what was the first stage that hit you? And, and are you aware of the emotional stages inside of a... Okay, great. So, yeah, tell us about the emotional stages because I've found that inside of my conversation with most people, we touch on it, but I've never been super specific and... I'm hearing you speak and it's there's, you know, a specificity of of what you went through. But can you clarify more? Yeah, I think it's because I remember my cousin telling me that the one who's a psychiatrist, she's like because she'd been divorced. So she's mm-hmm. been divorced now for about 15 years. We were just we just saw each other just recently and we were commenting on that. Like, you know, wow, it's been 15 years since your divorce because she was 30 when, um, and I think that's probably why she also related to me with my birthday because we, um, there's a group of us cousins that are very close around that, around like this age. And so we had traveled to the state that she was living in at that time for her 30th birthday. And that's when she was separated from her husband. And she, you know, wanted to do a birthday party and looking back, we were talking about that. Looking back, is that why you wanted us to kind of get together? I mean, she was going through some things and She's like, yeah, you know, just to keep my mind off. And I remember we did talk about the separation at the time. But at the time, she made a comment that divorce is like going through grief. It's a grief process. And to, and some people don't like to acknowledge it, but it, it really is. You grieve, then you deal with forgiveness. And you um, and so I would I, that's how I would describe my emotional journey. You know, you make the choice, you acknowledge what happened. And, and more, most importantly, out of my entire emotional journey is acceptance, that this I'm accepting the situation and, um, and at this time. And I think acceptance changes as you, you know, in your post-divorce life. But being at a place and I remember sharing that with a friend and um, and he was like, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Like when I listened to your episode on acceptance, like, yeah, because that, that says a lot to me. That was like one of my final final stages of dealing with that. But that's how I describe my emotional journey. But the other thing too is it recycles. So, you know, I was good. Like really once I started seeing my therapist and um, hit the divorce process in 2019. So we were officially divorced in October, 2019. Everything was fine. And I don't know if it was necessarily the pandemic itself that started affecting, but probably like around the summertime, just having started having different feelings. Um, and, and just processing that mainly I had to acknowledge that I thought my life would be different almost a year or two later after, you know, after I made the choice, um, not different, not mean that, oh, I'd be remarried or things like that, but different in terms of, I thought I would find a partner. I thought I would have somebody somewhat steady that I could do things with and hang out with and go through that. I really thought out of everything with my divorce, I would find somebody like that. And I will be honest, that has probably been the most difficult part of the emotional journey of dealing with 
relationships and what does that look like? It's so beyond what I talked about in the early part of my separation of ghosting and dating for fun and things like that. This is like totally different. And, but I'm at, I'm at peace with it now, but I would say like 2020. And that was something I was not used to. I was not expecting that at all. I was not expecting that part of my emotional journey of feeling this way of highs and lows and wondering, going back to feelings of like rejection. Like, you know, is it me? It's like, what am I doing wrong? Rethinking every step part of a, of an interaction with somebody like, did I say this? And you know, those things almost going back into your, I can't describe it, but 2020, that part of that was, and I really don't think it had anything per se to do with the pandemic because I'm an introvert. So I can thrive in this virtual environment, you know, and, and meet people this way because without the pandemic, that forces me to be out there, like, <laughs> you know, in that different, what in that different setting. So that's, that's kind of how now where my, my emotional journey, oh goodness, I don't know. Like this is the, this is the week that my ex is getting married. So it's probably not the best, best time to ask because I'm, I'm holding the emotions of my child right now and helping her process this part. Um, but I, it is tied to, I thought that my life would be a little bit different. Oh, you just said something that's going to make me just pull on that string. What's that? That your ex is getting married this week. Yes, he is. Let's talk about that. <laughs> so, but let me give you a premise, right? Let me set you okay. up. Let me set you up for success here. So, there you are going through life and then you fall in love, right? And you you fall in love to the point where you say to somebody, I want to spend the rest of my life with you and I want to create vows and yada, yada. We know how that goes, right? Then something happens and you get dropped off at the airport and you're like, oh, something is, this is not working. I do not want this in my future anymore, but you have a child now. Then it happens. And then all of that happens, right? All the, all the like, all right, I don't agree with you here. I don't agree with you there. This doesn't work. This works. Stay in line. And now the, your, your ex is getting remarried. Are you loving the process? Are you hating the process? You know, um, I had said to him when I asked for the separation that he, that he deserves to be happy. And like, as we both do. You know, we were um, in our early 40s and um, and there were issues before them. Like, you know, we were getting ready to turn four the same age. He just didn't want to do anything. Like, here, here's the reality, Peter, that sometimes I, I don't know about anyone else, but I think it's divorce. We're talking about emotional journey and what acceptance means. It's accepting what happened. So the reality is my husband did not want me anymore. That is accepting the situation. That makes it easier for me to move to move on. And I remember saying that very early on in my therapist appointment and my therapist saying, when you can say that, then, you know, you can move on. Like you don't look, you know, it's, it's fine that that's just how it is with that. And being able to acknowledge that early on, I remember sharing that with someone who's like, oh, that just hurts my heart. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, it, it is what it is. And I'm OK with that. Because guess what? I didn't want him anymore. Like, I mean, that's also too. Like, I didn't want that situation anymore. I would rather have him as a friend and be a great dad to our daughter than to have him like that. Yeah. But 
is the reality. And I think when, when we're very confident and sure of ourselves and what we bring to relationship, that can sometimes get us down and be like, but I am enough for this person. Yeah. Like I, and so that leads into your question of like, except, you know, how do I deal with this? So one thing about his personality is that he knows what to trigger in me Just say a little thing like that. will not that I blow up. Cause that's just not my personality, but I would just kind of look at him like, really? Like, you know, we'll have like some, some interesting commerce, like really, you don't want to go there with me type conversation. And so, um, so he uses things in my life to drop information like this. He was doing it in our marriage and he definitely did it like separation. So the first time was, um, during our separation, we were at a play for our daughter. I actually saved him a seat so he could have a seat. And a lady comes up to me. I had been on TV on local news to talk about our university's response to the pandemic. And when she walked away, he made a snot comment. Yeah, someone saw you. And I thought maybe his friends had seen me and he made that his girlfriend. So that's when I first learned about this girlfriend. And so I just brushed off like, okay, cool that she saw me. I had a feeling he was dating somebody because I could just see the change and, uh, you know, changing him a little bit. And I just ignored it because I'm like, I know he's picking. And then he immediately said, oh, you know, our daughter, you know, t- said her name, hadn't told me. And then that got me to look like, really? So someone has been around our child and you have not shared this with me at all at our daughter's play that she's has a lead role. So the play is starting and I'm looking at him. We're having like these choice. I know, I know the woman in front of us heard part of this conversation because I was saying some very choice words to him. That's like, that's how he gets to me. Cause I'll say things like, really, you want to have this conversation? Da, da, da. Like I can just be very, like very bus- business professional type, like type. And I don't like doing that in my personal life. So basically my work life can move to my personal life and I don't like doing that, but I'll go there. And he knows I can go there with him. And, um, and he just, and I realized when he was just sitting there, just kind of smiling and I thought, oh, he got me again, shoot, you know? And I just said, you know, it is what it is. This is what you want to do, um, blah, blah, blah. And then I, I said, I, I want to meet her if it's serious. Then Mother's Day weekend of 2020, that's when he tells me he was going to marry this person. Like Mother's Day weekend, like literally like that Saturday, I called a meeting to talk to him about summer plans because that's what our co-parenting plan asked for. And This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference.